0: Perfection is achieved, not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. Quote from Antoine de Saint-Exubery. Hi, I'm Josh, and you are listening to the Thought Unpacked podcast, an exploration in into the world of modern marketing. My goal is to bring some clarity and context into an industry that impacts our everyday lives. Today's topic, how do you keep the magic in the face of efficiency? Now with the opening quote, you might be wondering why did I select this idea of perfection not being achieved when there's nothing more to add but when there's nothing left to take away. Well I got that idea that point of inspiration when I started to think around the concept of e-commerce. Now e-commerce has had a heck of a couple of years. The year 2020 will go down as many things and one of those things will be that it was a great accelerator for digital commerce, especially sites like Amazon, Walmart, those major players saw exponential growth in ways that before 2020 were unimaginable and now almost seem commonplace. With the global lockdown, people considered their options for household items, for clothing, and for items that they would have never ever purchased online before. And collectively, for all of their purchasing needs, they turned online because as you likely already know, there was nowhere else to go. Now, a year after the initial lockdown, people have become comfortable shopping on their phones and laptops for items that, again, only going back a few years ago, they would have never considered purchasing. They trust, for the most part, the platforms, and believe, again, for the most part, that their shopping experience will be successful, aka, what they have purchased will arrive on their door. By increasing this belief and this trust, And coupling that with having extremely few alternatives, e-commerce dominated throughout 2020, now into 2021 and beyond, e-commerce is having its moment in the sun. And really, there's no surprise there. If you look back at its trajectory over the past decade, we have gone from a culture that would never buy online to okay, we'll buy certain things online to, okay, we'll buy everything online. And we just maybe got there a bit faster than expected. But there are clear advantages to shopping online. There's no lines. There's no wasted travel time. There's no odd smells. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no rushing to the store only to discover that the item that you really wanted is gone and, ah, what a waste of time. I guess I'm going to go get a churro now. None of that happens. You can know within an instant if a product is in stock or not, and you go from there. If it's not, then you can also go to the other probably 80,000 stores that may have your product in stock. And of course, no pants, no shoes, no shirt, no problem. You shop however you want to shop. Further, smart e-commerce sites are doing what Amazon has done so well for years. Product alignment based on of course your previous search patterns as well as buying patterns and personal even in some case hyper personalization. They are showcasing items that are for you. You swear they were designed for you that your name could be ensconced upon it. That's what I mean by personalization. Now let me give you a quick example and it's not an Amazon example although that's an easy one to go to. I want to talk about an app that I use regularly, but had never really used before 2020. And that is my grocers app. I have a grocery store in town that I frequent as our main source of goods for our family. And as a larger family, we frequent this grocery store fairly regularly, let's say at least once a week. Now when I log into my grocers app, and let's be honest, I'm always logged in, because who logs out anyways, I get a personalized shopping list right away. I don't need to look anywhere else. Here it is, all the products I have ever purchased based on frequency of purchases, all itemized beautifully around this idea of here, you've bought this like a dozen times, you probably wanna buy it again. Now, as I look around this app, which I do occasionally do, yes, I go beyond that personalization list, my grocer has the opportunity to make further in-app recommendations. Oh, this goes well with that, and that goes well with this. I quickly build up my shopping cart, and my grocer, if it was a person and not an app, would be very pleased. In fact, I have increased my spend since using the app versus decreasing it. So I've spent more, but I'm spending more willingly. I'm aware of this because the things I am buying, presumably, are the things that I want, so it's a win-win. I get exactly what I came for in a convenient, beautifully designed, and simple user interface, to throw out some highfalutin words there, and my grocer makes more money. But then it hit me. It hit me that through this efficiency, through this elegance, this minimalist, this quest for perfection, going back to our opening quote, we've lost the magic. We've lost those moments of serendipity, or dare I even say euphoria. As these e-commerce sites have quested to make checkout as seamless as possible, as they have gone for, as the opening quote stated, nothing more to take away, they have taken away something. They have taken away the magic and the purpose that many people go shopping in the first place. A sense of enjoyment. A sense Mm -hmm. that is greater than simply buying goods or services. Now I have a couple examples to really solidify what I mean, but the first one comes to me from a colleague of mine. Now she is an avid book reader. She loves to read all types of books, novels, biographies fiction, nonfiction, you name it, she's probably reading it, read it, or is going to read it. She loves books. Now, of course, you're thinking, well, clearly her favorite website must be Amazon. And if it's not Amazon, it's likely something like Goodreads or something that allows her to read exponentially fast and with an unending supply of options. And online, you may be right online, my colleague may love the idea that she can go browse through hundreds, if not 1000s of books in a matter of minutes, select the three, four, ten, however many she wants, check out and be gone all within less time than it will take to read that opening chapter. However, she let me know recently, as the pandemic restrictions have started to ease in our area that she has enjoyed going back to our local bookstores that she missed them deeply and, in fact, didn't even realize how deeply she would miss them until, of course, she was unable to go to them. Now, in her previous life, she knew she was a book nerd, that she would go and waste entire days perusing bookshops and just being awash with what it means to be in a store that is filled with literature. But since the pandemic, she hasn't been able to do that. She's been at home reading. And yes, that has still brought her immense enjoyment. But the reality is that for her shopping to be complete, for her shopping to be fulfilling, she needs the magic. And Amazon or Goodreads or wherever else you're buying your books from these days just didn't cut it. She couldn't be awashed in anything other than her screen and notifications from other people saying, hey, I need you right now. Which is another reason that she loved going to bookstores. She would go there, she would turn off her phone. I doubt actually that would happen, but she says it does, so I'm going to believe her. And she would just absorb herself into the environment. That's not impossible to do online, but almost impossible. In a physical space, much easier. You turn off your phone, or it has bad signal. You're by yourself or with your family. And all of a sudden, the rest of the world, the rest of those notifications, they melt away. Now, I'm not a shopper. I have never been one in my life. But there are stores, like my colleague's bookstore, that I also have gotten lost in. For me, as corny as this sounds, it's ski and snowboard shops. Yes, it's those. For me, I could spend, maybe not a better part of the day, but a good hour or two, if it's a good ski and snowboard shop, just checking out the latest gear listening into conversations about the latest approaches in tuning, looking through both the soft goods and the hard goods. And usually I do leave with a purchase. And by the way, so too does my friend when she visits those bookstores. She doesn't necessarily go there expecting to buy anything, but after you've been awashed in an environment for so long, it's kind of hard not to. And I feel the same way when I'm looking at skis and snowboards in that industry. Now, I have also gone to the mall, and I have gone to the mall a number of times with my kids to know that the benefits that I listed previously are entirely accurate. No weird smells, no lines, no rushing around, beautiful. But as I look around, I think, where are those moments? Where are those moments of pure enjoyment? of seeing one of my kids face light up by something so unexpected that it made all of us smile or seeing again one of my children see a toy that again we weren't necessarily out to buy but getting so excited going I must have this and me going yeah I guess you need to have this and I open up my wallet just a little bit for that toy That doesn't happen online, or if it does, it almost feels a little bit more forced. I don't know about you, but when I'm looking on Amazon, I'm kind of blocking out my kids, trying to make sure they're not seeing, because of course they're going to want everything. But being in a mall is a different experience. They're not able to want everything, but I can also see a tangible, visceral reaction that you don't get when you're looking at something through a screen. Now, this is the magic that Disney banks on when you visit their massive amusement parks. Disney knows that if they design an exceptional experience that captivates imagination, they in turn open up the wallet. And this magic, these moments of discovery and serendipity, that is what is so lacking in all of the e-commerce shopping experiences that I've at least experienced. They're all looking and questing for that perfection that minimal, viable approach to getting a consumer to notice a product, consider a product, purchase a product, and then ultimately leave the website. Now, why is this? Well, the answer is quite simple, Amazon. And this is not to say anything against Amazon. Amazon is a brilliant business who has done amazing things. But Amazon has grown exponentially based on its ability to move you through the site as quickly as possible. They were the first and still hold a patent on one touch to buy. The faster they get you through the site, buying as many products as possible in that session, the more money they stand to make. And again, there's nothing wrong with this. At least Jeff doesn't think so. And Amazon has become one of the world's most influential businesses. Again, all other e-commerce sites are following suit. But is Amazon magic? No. Maybe their ability to get you stuff ridiculously fast, but no, not really magic. Amazon is a champion of efficiencies, of personalization, those things that I mentioned earlier about customization and showing you the things that you need to buy even before you know you need to buy them. Now, other large retailers like Walmart are exploring social media shopping. Now, this could be an answer for magic. But still, that moment you introduce algorithms, a.k.a. you and I looking at things through a feed and most likely through an ad, versus having uncertainty, is the moment where you start to lose some of that magic, some of those moments of discovery. That has not been replicated, at least not in my experience online. Now, could this be the single largest retail opportunity moving forward, this reinvention of magic online? Well, my answer to this, which, by the way, you should probably never answer your own questions, but I'm going to do it anyways, is I don't think so. For the most part, we like things done fast or, again, more accurately, efficiently. That is why there are way more, say, McDonald's, than there are bespoke burger shops. They both offer a burger, regardless of taste, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They both offer the same product, but one has made it a process. McDonald's is more of a real estate brand and efficiencies brand than they are a burger shop, let's be honest. This consumer behavior, this desire to get what I want and get out, isn't going anywhere. In fact, as the demand for our time increases, we will look for more ways to reduce our commitments to things like shopping and not the other way around. I go back to my example about my grocery app. I will be honest, I could have gone back to our grocery store. There's never been a moment where I couldn't walk inside. But now that I have discovered the beautifulness of this app, I'm not going back. Never, not a chance, I have better things to do. So for the most part, the stuff we buy doesn't need magic. In fact, we kind of prefer it without. But then there will be moments or products and times of years where magic is required. When we want to slow down a bit, spend some time with our family or friends, and unexpectedly discover things. And not through a search or predictive analytics, but by somewhat haphazardly finding a product that, again unknowingly, you couldn't live without. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Thought Unpacked podcast. If you have a question that you want to be explored in an upcoming show, please hit up Thought Unpacked on Twitter or Instagram. Until next time, stay safe.